begin. It's Christmas! <laughs> I think the gate is way too high. <laughs> oh, I mean, if I yell, it is. All right. Um, man, i just glad to be back. This feels like old times. Don't you feel like you should do an intro? We're not at the intro yet. you got to start with a little bit of banter. Do we? Yeah, and there's going to be a sound bite somewhere. Like, that's part of my commitment to season two. Okay. I'd like to point out that you have a short sleeve polo shirt on and a knit hat. Seems like those two don't go together. But colors are really good. One's green, the other one's blue. Like, they add. They really bring out the blue in my eyes. Does it? Well, I, mean, I have no idea. No, there's a light behind you, so your eyes are totally in shade. It's actually kind of creepy. Welcome to South Bend Podcast, one man's journey to untangle the knot that is the climbing community with his co-host, who occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. And today is? December 20th, 2018. You did it. It is a Thursday? We're on a Thursday. It is a Thursday. It is a Thursday. Feels Uh, like a Saturday to me. If you cannot tell, uh, I have been drinking. I am Zach. I'm here with... Oh, I thought you were going to introduce me. No, I'm pointing at you to introduce yourself. I'm pointing. I'm gesticulating. I am not Zach. Yeah, what is, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. Um, but you have a name. Yeah, uh, my name is Evan. Welcome, Evan. Welcome to Season 2 of the South Beta Podcast. Season 2, Episode 1. I guess if you don't record a podcast for eight months, you should, when you start again. Eight to ten. Eight to ten months, you should call it season two. Uh, I just think it's I mean, fun. you could just rename it entirely. No. Nope. That feels reasonable, too. No, no. I am working on my second podcast, but this is South Beta, and this is season two. Oh, am I on the other podcast? You can be a guest on the other podcast. Oh, thank goodness I am not. I don't have to carry that podcast like I carry this one. <laughs> that is true. Remember the time that you read the comment card so dramatically? <laughs> let's, uh, let's just do a little, sh- uh, little uh, review. What was your favorite part of season one? I don't know. <laughs> I kept on telling people that our best episodes were like episode 9 and I think episode 13 because I did a cool little break thing, which reminds me, i got to set up the timer for when we're doing a break. Let's just put a little alarmy there. little alarm. Yeah. So anyways, those two episodes were my favorite. Um, I think my favorite episode of season one was the one where I lost the bet to you. <laughs> About Bolt Gun? Yep. So, I can't believe it's not a piton gun. It just makes so much more sense. But I was wrong. But, but what part about it, like, at all ever made sense? <sighs> uh, I mean, honestly, like, a piton gun is actually, like, a more conceivable idea. It's just shooting a spike into something, whereas a bolt is, like... It's a hole drilled in, and then you put in the bolt, and there's, like, there's an actual thing that screws in. Like, there's just way much more going on with an actual bolt. A piton is literally a spike of rock that goes into, or a spike of metal that goes into the rock. But when you, and when he shoots the guy, it looks like it's pitons. But it does, yes. But, it, the, but the problem that I have with that is, like, with a piton, like, they go into cracks. They I mean, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense as a bolt gun or a piton gun, but the piton gun is, like, much closer to making sense. And my logical brain changed bolt gun to piton gun 
because honestly, I think that what they thought they were doing was pitons, but they called it bolts. So then the question becomes, because the initial screenplay idea was by John Long, do you think John Long like thought that that was ridiculous and that's why he backed out of the whole project? Oh yeah, that amongst many other things. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if the bolt gun was what finally broke him. <laughs> like that's that's really the question. And I, you know, I know John. I know a little bit about John Long. You you see him from time to time in the documentaries. Uh-huh. Um, but but yeah, he he wrote the screenplay for that and then backed out before it uh, before it happened. Okay. Well, anyways, that was fun. My favorite part, I think, was uh, having some guests on our show and breaking up the, some of the some of the just me ranting, and then also when our guests agreed with me. Those that was the best part. Did that ever happen? Yeah, Bridget agreed with me like two times. Oh wow, that's that's remarkable. There was a time. Congratulations where was, on finding someone that could agree. There was with actually you. a time where there was a high five involved. Oh, not a knee slap, a high five, and we actually called it out because. Like we want to avoid the knee snap, the knee slappy things. Yeah, you're remarkably knee slap free so far. I think I am paying attention to it. The drunk me is paying attention to it a lot. I don't know how that works. Like, why? Why would the drunk you pay more attention to it than the sober you? The drunk me is self conscious about it. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, let's start with the catch-up. It's been forever. I think it's it's been between eight and ten months since our last episode. I I will post the last episode before I post this one. It's already it's already online. It's just not on the podcast feed. Luckily, I think Bridget, the, like our one actual listener, we, I'm sure we have more than one actual listener. I don't want to dissuade anybody else. Please feel free to write in and let us know that you're listening. But like our one real listener, Bridget, who actually like, talks to us about crap. Uh, or shit, because I want that explicit rating. Um, she'll have something to listen to while driving to the crag this weekend. I feel like if we made a little bit more effort to make our topics like more broadly applicable to people, with like we could actually generate some interest in the things that we say. But I think since we mostly focus on things that are going on in your life, and and things that are going on in your life sometimes, and then things that are going on at you know, Planet Granite, Sunnyvale. <laughs> or Belmont. <laughs> Only very occasionally. So we should definitely talk about, we'll make a note uh, in my brain, to talk about Battle for Bolts this time. Okay, sure. But all I'm saying is that we're really limiting our reach by the topics we discuss. So I want to bring up this fact that last year Battle for Bolts in Belmont had like 16 people, 18 people, 20 people. 30. 30 people, and this year we had double that. Yeah. So, like, maybe our podcast is reaching some people. Uh, I think of the people that were there, only one of them knew that there was a podcast that had existed previously. <laughs> That's what you think. Did you question people? I'm sure you did. What did you find I out? I did not question people. Oh. I, I, was, I heard you ask some people. Some people did not know about it. Yeah. But most of the people that I asked were your staffers. Fair enough. So, like, they would not know about it, but, like, maybe people who showed up to participate in the event know about it. I think that that is probably not true. I'll just find some more business cards. I have, like, stacks of them somewhere. I'll start handing them out again. All right. That is definitely the way that everyone else promotes their podcasts. Business cards. We've been through this. If you listen to the last episode, which I was listening to this morning after I made sure it was uploaded, uh, there's a lot of talk about that. I mean, I think there deserves to be. Totally. 
Uh, okay. Moving right along. Last we talked, you were climbing. You had a new project up in Jailhouse, or you had just finished a project up in Jailhouse. But what are you projecting now? What are you working on? Uh, I'm currently working on a climb called Jailbait. I feel and like I am getting close. I mean, I know people like to make fun of the name, but it's just a number of jail themed, jail themed uh, route names at Jailhouse, and uh, the extension of Jailbait is called Lolita. Lolita. And they're much worse. Uh, I didn't get on it, but we I climbed, I belayed someone on a route in Kalimnos in Greece. The, uh, the name was Tufa King Pumped, which if you say a little bit faster. Yeah, I got you. Tufa, Tufa King Pumped. Tufa King Pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the Tufa King, just like the Sofa King. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I took a hiatus from climbing pretty much over the summer. I climbed, like, one or two days. I actually bought a membership to a gym, like a two-month membership, and then went once or twice mm. the entire summer. Which Efficient is, use of funds. Yeah, it was a horrible idea. Uh, but I, I spent a lot of time this summer working on my acro, uh, which uh, I will admit I still have not been uh, involved in any orgies. And what's holding you back? Uh, I take the acro very seriously. Okay. It's not, it's not about the No orgies. time for that. It's not about the orgies, it's about the acro. Don't distract me with your tangled, would, so naked, sweaty body. I've actually done a lot of thinking about this because of our conversation. I would just like to put my feet on you. <laughs> I do say that to people, and it's not weird. Well, it's only a little weird. Um, but the, I've done something about this, and what I came to, what I finally came to after a fair bit of thought is that uh, the people who tend to be open to new things or different perspectives tend to be people who are open to new things. And I think orgies are kind of a, like the poly movement is a new thing. or And not new thing, but like, sorry, like a new, like it's been out of culture for a bit and it's coming back into culture. So it's un, it's revolving, but revolvingly new. And I think the same thing with acro. I think acro is a new thing. And I think the people who are open to expressive and, and those things tend to overlap. And so I think that there is a correlation between them. But then there are people like me um, who don't fit into that category who just like the acro. So you're not open to new things. I'm open to newish things, but I'm not open to that type of newish thing. I'm open to the acro. Okay. Keep me in the acro space. Fair enough. I don't need the other stuff. Like, for me, it's just about the acro. Um, but I, I, did, I have thought about a lot about it since our conversations. <laughs> and I've had other conversations with other people because some people have listened to the podcast. Like three people. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, I took a long time. Did you, uh, just to be clear, you don't have any other questions for me about what I'm working on? You like you started that conversation and then it moved on immediately. Well, I just, I was, I'm just curious. Usually you have, you have more questions. Do you have other projects? Uh, I mean, I, occasionally I have other projects, but. What's the rating on Jailbait? <laughs> it's, it's 513C. And have you climbed other 513Cs? No, this would be my first. And how many hangs are you at? One. You're a one hang away. I, I am. I have fallen in between the last bolt and the anchor. And there are... How many times? Twice. When was the last time you fell that close? Uh, I don't know, like two weeks ago. And are you going tomorrow? Yep. So by the time this podcast airs, after December 20th, 2018... You might have accomplished your goal. I might have. I might have. I don't know. 
the the last move of the climb is really hard. So have even you, though I've gotten to a point where I'm only two moves away from finishing the climb, I still don't know, feel that I'm like right there. What do you feel about? Uh, you feel like if you got back on Hall of Justice or Alcatraz, you could climb those easily? Uh, I mean, I don't. I probably wouldn't do it first go, but I think you know within a couple of attempts. I'm interested to find that out. If you get uh, jail bait, you should go back and try one of those out. I won't be doing that. <laughs> You'll be finding something harder. Yeah, I'll be I'll be getting on something else. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I want to point out that I think at this point you're wearing more Patagonia than I am. Uh, yeah, po- possibly. Those are Venga rock pants. They are. It's an R1 uh, zip, quarter zip. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. Good color blue, too. I like it. Are you also wearing Patagonia underwear? What the F? I don't wear Patagonia underwear all that often. I do from time to time. Are you wearing Patagonia socks? No. no. <laughs> I, I don't wear Patagonia socks. I wear Bombas. We maybe, someday maybe we can get sponsored by Bombas. We'll find out. I don't think so. I'm curious as to how, how, did, how did Bombas lure you away from Patagonia? Patagonia? Uh, there are two different problems. So if you look at Patagonia, Patagonia's goal is uh, keeping the world around, keeping nature around, um, building a sustainable company, and, and that I think Bomba's goal is really uh, providing the need for people to have the stuff that they need. So, so very similar to how Tom's provides, you know, shoes in Africa for every pair of shoes sold here. Uh-huh. Bomba's donates a pair for every pair um, sold. So they're, they're solving the problem of, like, you know, people who don't have socks getting socks. I think mostly they're in the U.S., but I'd love to see them start expanding out and doing international uh, sock donation. Uh-huh. But socks are the, in the U.S., they're the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. Okay. So that's that's Bomba's mission. The reason why I support Bomba's, their socks are phenomenal. They're incredibly comfortable. Um, and, I, and to my research, like I used to go out and buy new socks, probably I buy like a 12-pack three or four times a year. I buy new socks once or twice a year now. So I'm buying much less socks, so I'm creating less waste. Creating fewer donations. Uh, I am creating fewer donations, but that's why I give them away at my holiday party, which you attended. Um, and and I've gotten a lot of people hooked on those. You have no idea how many people are like, man, you gave me a pair of socks, and I just that's all I wear now as I go out and buy more Bombas. All right. Have you worn yours? No. Well, when you wear yours, tell me what you think, and you'd be like, oh, these are great or these are not great. All right, I'll try them out. Yeah, give them a go once, just... You know, whatever. They're a little bit tall for me. You never, you only wear the ankles? Yeah, pretty much. What size shoe are you? Ten and a half. Is that large, size large? Did you get the largest? I got the largest. I don't know how it's going to work out yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get you. I, I wear mediums, but I can get you a pair of medium lows pretty easily. Sounds good, dude. Okay, we'll find a way. We'll find a way to get you hooked on this brand. Okay. Uh, they're ridiculous. Re- Ridiculously comfy. They do, and they last better. So, you mentioned that you had a break from climbing over the summer. I did. Are you now back into it? Uh, I am. I did four days last week. Uh, I'm on. We're gonna do three to four this week. So I took Monday off because of my holiday party. Uh, Tuesday off because I had some stuff to do, and then I climbed yesterday, today, and I'm climbing tomorrow. I just confirmed with my climbing partner. So, 
going to get on some stuff. And I'm trying to go harder. I I, uh, I have a coach, climbing coach, who's no longer my coach because he moved. Um, so you don't have a coach? I still see him as my coach. We still call him coach. Fair enough. And uh, and I'm working on trying to, apparently I get a prize if I can own the 11B range. And so I'm working, I really want to get there. Like that's gonna. I think that's going to be the goal for the first half of, I think putting that as a goal for 2019 is too much, but I think saying the first half of 2019 is, is reasonable. Wait, what? Trying to get there by the end of the first half of 2019. But you just said setting it as a goal for 2019 was too much? Yeah, I think that's like too much time to just aim for that. Like I feel like it's, too too little to accomplish. Like I feel like I can get there in six months. I don't need twelve. All right. So I feel I feel like the difference. So um, yesterday I, I did an eleven A with one with one break. Today I did a ten D flat out. It wasn't a super hard ten D, but I did a ten D flat out. Um, and it's starting to come back to me a little bit. I've got a climbing retreat coming up next week, which I'd love to to pimp just a little bit. They're sold out for this year, but in the future, if you want to go. Um, my friends, the yoga squirrels do an acro yoga, yoga and climbing retreat in Joshua tree for new year's. It's like a five day retreat. And, uh, I met some people who, I met the people who ran it this year at my acro yoga teacher training. And I met some people who went to it last year and between the people who ran it and the people who went last year, I just could not be more stoked to go. I'm stoked. And you get to see my friend Jono. I got to remember the words to the dispatch, the dispatch song, the general, because he can play it, and I just need to sing it. All right. So I'm working on that. That sounds like something to do. In a week? Yeah, I got plenty of time. <laughs> okay. I also have a, an eight-hour drive, so that's going to be good. For just, you're just going to sing that song over and over for yep. eight hours? Yep. I'm going to have it down by heart. I'm going to be able to sing it in my sleep. Sounds good. Sounds like a waste of life? Sure. I don't know about a waste of what do you, life. What do you listen to on the drives? What do you listen to on your drives? Audiobooks and podcasts. What have you listened to recently? Uh, Besides Doug Loves Movies. Everybody knows that we come in second on your podcast favorite list. Doug Loves Movies, number one. I, really, I mean, it's uh, English Premier League season, so I listen to a lot of soccer podcasts. Um, I have a few, like, leadership podcasts that I listen to. Anything interesting? Yeah, some of it. Do you want to pimp it, or you just want to be like, no, I listen to the interesting stuff? No, I'm good. Okay, what about audiobooks? What do you listen to? Uh, right now, I'm listening to the fourth book in the King's Dark Tidings series from Kelcade. Is this like an adult sci-fi thingy? Or fantasy? Yeah. I only listen to like the teen fantasy stuff. Okay. It's pretty bad. Why? I don't know. I just got hooked on it at one point. So, but you you won't expand your horizons. Well, I totally will. I've got a, I've got currently I'm listening to two audiobooks at the same time, maybe three. I'm listening to like that art changing, uh, life changing guide to tidying up by whatever that person is. No idea. Uh, I I've finished all of the um, Walt Longmire series, which are phenomenal mystery books. If you like mystery books, not fantasy, but interesting, little folky. And then uh, I'm listening to the Jack Reacher series by Lee Childs. So I'm Craig Johnson, by the way, does the Walt Longmire series, but uh, Lee Childs is the other one. And I love the narrator of the Walt Longmire series, George Waddell. He's amazing. So cool. A good narrator really does really makes it. Yeah, Dick Hill does the uh, does the Lee Childs one. So yeah. 
Okay. You you don't, are you are you being facetious? Or are you trying to be serious? Because like for me, the narrator really does it. No, I was very serious about that. Okay, me too. Like I will find stuff written by or read by George Waddell just because I like his voice. Yeah. No, I've done the same thing. Yeah. Um. Just making sure my computer didn't die. We're still good. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, this season... I love how rusty you are. You're I like, know. I don't know how to keep this moving. I'm still working on it. Uh, oh, what? There's a thing over there that no one else knows? <laughs> Let me just be quiet for a moment well, while I figure I will it out. Be, I will admit it. I was so excited about this moment, and it kind of came out of nowhere, that I have no script prepared. <laughs> so we're just sort of talking about random crap. I mean, you did mention to me... I know. And we still have... 11 minutes before the break and we have like three topics to cover. Okay. But no, I'm just saying that you said it came out of nowhere except that, you know, you talked to me about it last week. I know. That's like three day lead time and I was hung over for at least one of those days. Okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really drink that much that often but I drank a lot that night. Yeah. I slept in my van it was awesome. Um, so, so one of the things I want to talk about and this is something that's interesting with the movie releases, so so Don Wall came out on DVD and uh, digital, and Free Solo came out in the theaters, and a bunch of my friends have seen Free Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who don't climb. I've had a lot more talking about getting into climbing and talking about, you know, starting climbing and, 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 and what Alex Honnold accomplished. Um, I know that you haven't seen either of the movies. Correct. But you did read the push we've talked about in this podcast. Correct. And the Don Wall feels so similar to the push. Well, I mean, it covers the same topic. It, it covers the same topic in a little bit less detail because it's video as, as opposed to audio. And the audio book, or sorry, or the, you know, the book itself, audio-wise, was like 12 hours, and the video was like two and a half hours. Well, I mean, also, the push was about more than just that, obviously. You'd be surprised how much the overlap is. They, they in the push, they talk a little bit more about the relationship, like Tommy's first marriage. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, in the video, they still like both both his wife, both of his wives are in the are in the video. Um, you know, or in the movie, and they talk about Kevin, and they talk about the interconnectivity between them, and how Tommy got up to the point and wanted to wait for Kevin to finish, and and the important stuff of it, and. And I think here's the thing that I think is really interesting. Uh, so I, I, it's interesting. I, the book is about more than just climbing the Don Wall, but the m- movie is just about the Don Wall. No. What what else? They is talk it about? about the Kyrgyzstan. They talk about the evolution of Tommy and coming through. Which is like a little bit because you want to. I mean, if you have a movie, you got to get background on who these people are. Yeah, and they talk about the finger. They talk about a bunch of the other things. All right, but let's. Like, what stuff do, do you remember from the push that's being overly prominent that you think probably was not covered in the movie? I mean, there's a whole bunch of history of his life, like, in, in a lot of detail, in terms of, like, climbing with his dad and his upbringing with his family and stuff like that. So, not in the same level of detail, but all of that's covered in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Not enough to please the doctor over there. I got it. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't say I haven't seen the movie, right? But it still seems to me that... Well, I bought it. Because I I don't believe in I don't believe in renting movies on iTunes because I'm like well what if I ever want to see this again 
the amount of times that I only want to see a movie once is like, I think there are three movies I own that I've only seen once. So it's like, I just buy it because the odds that I'm only going to want to see this once are very low, even if it's a crappy movie. Okay. So I own it. So you can come over and watch it if you want at some point. Um, but the, the Not interested. Thank you, though. We'll see if we can convince you somehow with, like, popcorn and whiskey. Um, the Free Solo, though, was a really big one because that one actually did, like, even bigger in the theaters. It got really a lot of awards. I was really offended by a lot of my friends who said there's something clearly wrong with Honnold uh, after seeing the movie. Um, I didn't get that from anyone. I got it from from a couple people. There's like he's you know he's clearly he's either on the spectrum or there's something clearly wrong with him, and that that bothered me because why I don't think he is at all. I think he's a little weird. I think he's I think he grew up in a in a tough situation, but uh, you know he's really trying to express his emotions and he's just a really I personally I think he's a really um, God this is gonna make me sound really hippie. I've I've gone really hippie with the aqua yoga. I think he's just a really beautiful human being. Like I just think he's he is really intense, really passionate, um, hardworking, well deserving. Like just just a cool dude. I'd much rather sit down with Jimmy Chin and talk than I would with Alex Honnold. But I wish Alex Honnold all the success. Sure, why not? Yeah. What's the conflict? So, I mean, like, I, I, you I know, just, you're, like, you know, the people who are saying that they think there's something wrong with him or that he's on the spectrum, like, they can be right, and you can be right at the same time. Like, you haven't said anything that necessarily refutes that. I, like, yeah, of course you wish him well. I mean, like, it's, if something's got something a little bit wrong with them or I, if they're on the spectrum, like, you can still feel like they're a beautiful human being and, I think, that you, and you can wish them success. I think the reason why they, I think they talk about his success as unattainable for others, and I think what bothers me is that, like, I may not want the success... I definitely don't want the success, success in free soloing, but, like, I may want success in my own way, and I may want to do it in an, I may want to do unconventional things, and I may want to have a dream that I strive for at maybe, like, the... Like, at the extent of even ignoring my girlfriend if I, you know, if I got to that stage, and he, he does that, and I support that, and think it's fantastic and I don't like the judgment there I mean everyone's got their own perspective on things and the things that they think are important and like you have to kind of admit that society places a certain level of importance on things like you know pay you know paying emotional attention to the people that are in a relationship with you and like you know being like treating them as as if their feelings matter and are important and I think that, you know, a lot of people are going to see that relationship and be like, oh, I mean, that's not how you're supposed to treat someone. And I, and I, I, I get it. You know, yeah. like if you want to be obsessed with something, you want to be obsessed with it, obsessed with attaining your goals to the point where you're, you know, you, it, your goals matter more to you than the feelings of someone else with whom you have an intimate relationship. Like you can go there like that. It, like, but. It's not going to it people are going to look at that and be like that's not right. But there's lots of things that people look at and say that's not right and other people have different perspectives. And I think, it's all okay. I think the thing that really put it put that whole thing into perspective. I know we're using a lot of each other's words in this podcast, but I think the thing that put that in perspective for me was I was watching 
a podcast with uh, Chai and Jimmy and Rich Roll or something. I don't know who that guy is, but he's somebody famous. But they did this interview. It's like an hour and a half long interview. And they talk about how uh, his girlfriend was involved for the last, like, year or two of his quest on doing this. And he's been dreaming and fantasizing about doing this for, you know, 15 years. And, and just trying to find a way, you know, since he finished, for his last 10 years, since he finished um, free soloing uh, Half Dome, he's been thinking about doing this. Uh-huh. And so, and so, like, she's only been a small part of his life since, you know, since this idea. And having say over his, you know, commitment to this, I think for that, you know, that's... That's why he felt the way that he felt. And I don't think that that was necessarily conveyed in the film, but it was very good to hear that in the director's notes. And I also think they they said they said very clearly, you know, they've been together longer now. And I think you know any future plan I think definitely has her you know her perspective involved. But in that in that moment, it wasn't. That's fair. But I mean, I also think Harold is an exceptional human being. Yeah, of course. He dares to be great all the time. Well, not all the time, but a lot of the time. He visibly dares to be great. Yeah. I um, I took a lot from that film. I can't wait till it comes out and I can watch it again. Um, but, yeah, I think those two things... They, I, I, do you feel like there's been any uptick in participation at the gym or climbing since those films? Uh, not to my knowledge, although I have heard some people coming in and talking about it. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't say that there's been any. I think most of the people that saw it are probably climbers so that's the funny thing is like the people in my life who've seen it aren't yeah I'm I could saying, be wrong I'm not saying I mean that, I have no no real I have no real I, ha- uh, I haven't seen it go from people who aren't climbers seeing it to them climbing yet but I have seen it go from people who aren't climbers seeing it to like really thinking about climbing it's kind of an interesting like alright well like let's introduce you to climbing and you'll see that it's something that you should be super terrified of and never do. <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> I I think they do a good enough job in the movie of talking about how like it's not all he does is the free soloing. Uh-huh. And the other aspects and there are shit ton of ropes in the movie. They're like there are ropes everywhere because they, they do document the camera crew and the camera crew is like roped up like crazy. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think it's really I think it's really great. What I actually enjoyed more than the movie though was the uh, the post commentary. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm I'm a, like such a huge fan of Jimmy Chin. I think a lot of people are who know who he is and have seen his work. Yeah, I think what I love about him is I mean yes he does a lot of the video stuff and he's done Maru and he's done Free Solo. Uh, you know I'm just a fan of his eye and the way he sees the world, and I I have a desire to kind of see more of that. So, like, I, I really would want to, you know, rappel down El Cap at some point. Is that doable? Can you climb up to the top and, ra- you know, wrap down? Yes. How long does the wrap down take? Can you do that in a day? Yes. I mean, there's uh, some group that always, like, they take, like, a 3,000-foot line and drop it off there, and you can do the full rope, full wrap down. Who does that? I don't know. You'd have to find out who it is. But I, I know it happens pretty much every year. I'd very I mean, that could be you. I mean, you could buy a 3,000-foot rope. What? Really? Where? You just have to order it. How much does a 3,000-foot rope cost? It's not cheap. More or less than a car? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Probably less than a car. 
I would just have a lot of fun, I think, trying to do that. Would you have any desire to wrap down or just climb up? No desire to wrap down it, no. Okay. Repelling is not exciting to me. I think the whole notion of the uh, exposure is, like, I'm scared to death of it. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what makes me want to do it. Okay. I'm not scared of it, and uh, going going down just isn't that interesting. It's always funny when you see, like... uh, Pictures and they're like, oh, rock climbing, and it's a picture of someone rappelling, and you're like, you know, that's just what we do to get down from the top, right? Like, that's not that's actual not climb. the actual interesting part. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I mean, I've done some actually, cool rappels, but a cool rappel is not as cool as a mediocre climb. Let's uh, let's take a little break. Okay, break time. It's break. I almost got it at the same time. Mm. Not quite. Uh, I come back from taking a little restroomy break. I walk in on Evan rehearsing moves. That was pretty awesome. That's what I do, man. Got to try and memorize this stuff. How much time in like in your spare time do you spend like memorizing moves or playing going through moves? Uh, I don't know. I usually do it while I'm trying to fall asleep, or sometimes I'll. I don't know, just whenever the mood strikes me on the project. Um, so, I don't know. So a lot of visualization. Yeah, of course. It's cool. All right. Um, moving on. Sure. Let's, uh, let's bring up the B4B, man. I got 12 hours of Evan time, of which I was asleep for like an hour and a half. Yep. Uh, I tried the entire night to put a reindeer hat on you. Yep. Provided by Linda. Uh-huh. Uh, did not happen. Yep. Our team name was Dare to be Great, spelled... Actually, I think it was Dare to be Gate, because I forgot the R. Yep, you did. <laughs> I was uh, pretty out of it. But Dare to be Great, where the D... It's D-A-R-E, because Linda and I were the members, and we're uh, Team Adriel. So uh, we wanted to throw that in there. Team Adriel Rodriguez. Adriel Rodriguez. And by the way, he still sometimes sets. He does still sometimes set. And uh, I climbed, I'm working on one of his 11As in uh, in Sunnyvale, which is pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to still have his climbs. So Battle for Bolts is a 12-hour overnight climbing competition. Which All I, participants donate to the American Safe Climbing Association. Yep. And uh, this year you raised enough money so I didn't need to try and buy your blue jacket. That is correct. Um, which was awesome, and the and Battle for Bolts was Battle for Bolts was really fun. They I'm last glad year, you enjoyed it. Last year I got to do it in Portland, and it was way better in Belmont. Uh, it was way different in Belmont. It was better. There were there were <laughs> I, I will be honest. There were things I liked about the Portland crew, and there were things I liked about the Belmont crew in terms of like what the event was. I hope so. I would ex- wouldn't expect Portland to do a poor job. They did a really good job as well. Uh, it was much smaller crowds. So there were fourteen people in in. Um, Portland, and there were 60 people this year at ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a difference. What I liked about Portland, and this is this is some some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, the events that we had throughout the night were not necessarily just climbing specific. Mm-hmm. And so the downside, uh, the benefit of that being, is that like people who may not win at climbing specific things, 
so I had a chance to have a lot of fun and be involved in things that were not specifically climbing specific. Like, I'm in this realm where I'm competing against people who are climbing a lot of great things, so it'd be hard for me to circumvent a table or circumnavigate, circum, circumnavigate a table faster than people who are, you know, just so much stronger climbers. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, the events that I really liked, there was a balanced one where we stacked milk crates. I thought that was really fun. Uh, milk crate stacking takes up a lot of room. It's very hard to do. I like that. It um, is fun. There was a dance-off, which I won. Fair enough. Which was really very fun. Uh, and then there was a donut-eating contest, which, again, being fat helps. Being so, what? Fat helps. Oh. I don't know if it does. Yeah, you get better. I mean, if you look at all the champion, you know, food-eating champions, eating champions, competitive-eating champions... I was like, where? What? What am I missing? I feel like they, the, conf- the champion competitive eaters—they're not fat, man. Some of them are, some of them aren't. I think I think it's independent, but I think people who are fat definitely have practice eating. That's true. You're right. So that's why. And all the skinny people that win those things practice a lot. Right, but they practice eating. Like that's what I'm saying. The skinny people who don't practice eating, not can eat as well as me eating a donut. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you get people that. I'm just saying it evens the field. Like there's something that I could. Potentially I used to eat a lot. Back when I was doing cardio all the time. Just saying, donut eating competition would have been fun. Mm. Um, so that's my feedback. It's like in the future I would so love to. So in the future you would like things that you can win? Uh, something that's open to, something that's not as clearly defined by the best climber. Mm. And we did have a pinata. Yes, which my partner broke open and it was awesome. Next time you get a blindfold of pinata people though. Uh, I don't know. We spun them around. Yeah. I didn't want it to take forever. It didn't. It took four tries. That's yeah. a little less than forever. It took like five tries. So maybe the first ten do it with their eyes blindfolded, and maybe after that you open up the eyes. Eh. Just try and get this pinata broken. Okay. Not everyone needs a whack at it. It was pretty funny. That was a good... They, they, were, all, they were all good. Like, the event was great. The sleeping space was great. I think I disturbed the sleep because apparently I snore. I did bring earplugs for other people, but I don't think other people knew it. Um... It was it was really it was really fun. I had a blast. I actually got on some lead for the first time in a bit because I trust climbing lead with Linda, uh, and my normal climbing partner. She's just so much lighter and doesn't like to use the melon, so like I just don't feel comfortable leading. Fair enough. So I did some fun leads, which were great. I I don't know what it is, but like for me, just leading is life. Like leading just makes you feel so alive. Yeah, I mean I like it better. That's what I do all the time. Yeah, I don't. Just kind of like it better. I actually really like it better. But I'm I'm top roping. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I cannot wait for next year. I'm hoping that they do both, one in Portland and one in Belmont next year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, did they not do one in Portland? They did not do one in Portland this year, but there was talk about doing one again next year. Oh, okay. So uh, I don't remember why they didn't do it in Portland this year. but They had a whole lot of other events going on. Okay. Yeah, but they had so like uh, Ice Fest, uh, a bunch of different things going on. But I'm hoping they do it again next year, and I'm hoping to do both. It'll be a, it would be a really hoot, a real hoot. To do well, why don't you go to uh, Arkansas and do 24 Hours of Horseshoe Hell? You want to be my partner? Nope. Part of the reason I don't have a partner. All right, well, I mean, you got time to find a partner. When is it? I don't know. Okay. I think it's in the spring. We'll figure it out. I uh, I don't know. But that leads me to to what I really want to talk about because this is the end of the year. I don't know about you, but at the end of the year, I get very reflective of like what I have accomplished this year, 
and what I want to accomplish next year. I know it's an arbitrary time, relatively speaking. Um, but I, I spend some time thinking about what's what's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. You don't? No. At all? Uh-uh. It's just a continual circle? Yes. Okay. Do you think as I get older that'll change for me? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think it changed for me. Mm-hmm. I was never terribly reflective on, like, ooh, let me think about the past year and what do I want to accomplish in the next year. Every year. Do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Okay, I do. <laughs> I have... Uh, I've done my New Year's resolution. I've only really fucked up once, and that was with you, where I thought tripe was something other than what tripe was. Oh. <laughs> uh, you thought tripe was a piece of a type of fish. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and I've said this to several people, and people are like, most people are in the camp of, yeah, uh, yeah, that does sound like fish. I mean, it's not my fault if the people you're asking about this are also ignorant. We are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I've done the whole year pescatarian with one exception for one restaurant. And even within that one restaurant, I, I there was no stipulation at the beginning of the year. But I actually came down to, like, I could only eat there once a week when I was in Rhode Island. And uh, I could only do the, the fried chicken sandwich. And that was it. Like, they're fri- they have three fried chicken sandwiches. That was it. I wasn't allowed to do their wings. I wasn't allowed to do their rotisserie. I wasn't allowed to do... They do have, like, a gravy, like a gravy sauce for their tater tots and mashed potatoes, and I said no on that. Uh-huh. So just their fried chicken sandwich there. And are now, are you going to leave your pescatarianism behind think, with the new year? I think I am. I think next year's going to be a different goal. Mm. Uh, a lot of people do fitness. Like, a lot of people do weight loss goals. Sure. I've never... I've never done that. I just feel like it's so ridiculous. Like, you should always always be striving to, to be in better shape, um, especially me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think I've decided that, like, that may be my goal next year. All right. I mean, that sounds reasonable. What are you going to try to do to accomplish it? So I've got a couple of ideas. One of the ideas I've got is I'm reading this really great book. By the way, if, if people... Um, Need an inspirational book. I don't think I don't think it exists in Audible, but it, it is a, a hardcover book. Um, it's called Life Is Too Short. Don't Wait to Dance. It's by uh, Valerie Kundos Fields. She I found out about her in, a, in another podcast I listened to called Finding Mastery, and um, she is the women's gymnastics coach for UCLA. They have won seven. Women's Gymnastics Championships, I, le- I believe, as recently as 2018, so, like, this year. Um, and she is a ballerina and has never done gymnastics. Oh, cool. So she's a professional coach of a gymnastics organization, never having done a cartwheel. Oh, I mean, you don't have to have been able to do that to be able to coach people. I just think that how often do we allow people in that, without that experience, to do something that they haven't done? Not often. When was the last time you had a climbing coach who'd never climbed? I mean, I've never had a climbing coach. I mean, in your gym or... Oh, I mean hired? Yeah. I have not hired anyone to be a climbing coach who's never climbed. That's, like, I mean, it's a little different, but it's it's similar. Like, the the notion is that these people haven't done the thing that they're doing, and they're coaching people and leading them through. And uh, her book is really inspirational. One of the things that she's talking about is uh, act as if. So act as if you are a health nut, or act as if you are a organized person act as if you're this person and if you act enough that way it'll get there so 
even in the past day, this is not a huge thing, but even in the past day, I've been acting as if I want to be an athlete or an acrobat. Mm-hmm. And that's causing me to, to eat just a little bit differently. Yeah, I've heard a lot about like people who are talking about uh, you know your actions influence your thoughts rather than your thoughts influencing your actions. Yeah. So just um, being very deliberate about what actions you choose to take and, and making small steps but being committed to them. Totally. So for me, it's just trying to eat just a little bit better. I don't need to eat perfect, but eat a little bit better um, and watch that. I think... Come January, I'm probably going to have a... Uh, I've, I've spent 12 months being really religious about what I'm eating. I, my plan has always been January to have a cheat month and then to get back on uh, eating in February. But I think what I'm going to try and do is, yes, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat meat. I'm going to go back to that um, in January. But I think my goal is to try and eat smaller portions and maybe maybe like leave food left at the end of a, at the end of a meal, you know, instead of... Instead of clearing out everything, maybe maybe try and save some or... Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the callus behind some of the weight that I lost in the past year. Although I went to Greece and gained most of it back. Yeah. You go on vacation and gain it back. I go on vacation and just the notion of standing up more instead of sitting down as much every day causes me to lose seven pounds. <laughs> yeah, and I was climbing every day pretty exactly. much. And Food must have been really good. Food is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, my goal is to, to kind of get that in shape. And then for 2019, I look at the, I was talking to you about this a little bit before, but I think the goal for my first half of 2019 is to, uh, I have a prize waiting for me when I own the 11B grade, uh, from my, my climbing coach. And I'm hoping to try and earn that 11B grade. So that's very interesting to me because like, does, is it on top rope or lead? I don't remember. Mm. I'll have to discuss it. Because, like, 11B, there's such a wide range. Like, there's 11Bs that I would be like, oh, shit, I'm not getting on that. <laughs> I think it's not in the, in the gym, necessarily. I think it's in the gym. But. I think it's in the gym. So, like, in the gym, you got to admit, 11Bs are 11Bs. I mean, like, <sighs> I do not find there to be a huge difference between the difficulty of a climb in the gym versus outside. Okay. So there are 11 bees in the gym that you're like, fuck, I'm not getting on this? No. No, we're, I'm more talking about, uh, like, types of climbing that you can't reproduce in the gym. Okay. So, like, like legit, but if I legit like, friction slab climbing you can't really produce in the gym, and, like, you know, like an 11 B off width you can't really produce in the gym either. Right, but if I'm saying that I need to get 11 Well, actually, like, some, there are, there are some, like, 511 off-wits in Sunnyvale, and I don't climb those. Okay. But the if I have to get an 11B in the gym, it doesn't really matter if I'm leading or top roping. Okay. And that's where it is. Like, it's not outdoors. It's in the gym. All right. So I think for me, I think it's But, I, like, there's a bunch of different terrain in the gym. Like, there is. Sometimes they have 11 Bs that go out to the end of the double wave and you got to lead the whole thing. Yeah. Is that going to be part of what you own? Uh, maybe not the double wave because that's super long. And I'll have a conversation with Adriel about this. But I think I think for me, that's probably not it. But like, it sound like you're owning the grade. I think I think there's I think it's the median. So like, if you're looking at like the double wave, that's probably not expected. But like, should I be able to do something on the the snowshed wall? 
should I be able to do something, you know, on, um, something on the, what's the, on the constant wall? Yeah, I think the answer is, yeah, I should probably be able to do those. I think the double wave is easier than the constant wall. Really? Yeah. Isn't the double wave longer, though? Yeah, but long does not equal easier. Okay. Longer, longer is not necessarily harder. I think for me, the type of stuff that's particularly difficult is overhung because of the weight. Yep. So as I cut the weight, that might be something that's easier. Yeah. So uh, I think that's part of what I wanted to chat about now. Um, was just sort of talking about uh, what, other than cutting weight, which is on my list and pretty easy to do, um, and and Bridget and, and we were talking about this before. What what else should I be trying to do to get there? I kind of I kind of am aggressively putting myself on ten Ds and eleven As. Like every day that I'm climbing, I'm trying to do ten Ds and eleven As. Yeah. Just to make sure that I'm pushing that grade, even even if I don't finish it. Like I want to do a couple. I mean, honestly, I think if you want to improve in that, it you have to you have to be pushing yourself. Um, either pushing above the grade that you're aiming at, or doing a bunch in the grade that you're aiming at. Or you're pushing yourself in a different way. Like, you, should, you shouldn't have days where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to come in and climb some 10As and, you know, just have fun. Like, if you have a day where you're like, I don't think I can pull hard, my fingers hurt, like, Actually all right, then, then climb a bunch of 10As until, until you're just panting and dripping in sweat. Like, if you have to go down in a grade, then you should turn it into a cardio workout, an endurance workout, you know, like... Even endurance and climbing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're, there's always ways to benefit even if you're, uh, like, if you're training and you're focused on your goal, then, like, you know, don't go to the gym and just, you know, like, oh, it's kind of a high-gravity day. I don't feel like I can climb really hard. Well, okay, then climb a bunch. Do laps. Right. On site. You know, if you... If you can't muster up the the juice in the fingers to climb a you know ten plus or eleven minus, like get on some ele- some ten minus and do it a bunch. Yeah. Or uh, like, do you think pick, pick a type of route that you really struggle on, like overhang, and just climb really easy overhang stuff. Yeah. Do you think that uh, it's reasonable to expect to gain? Like ten C's for me, most of the time are not even a problem. Like I definitely own the ten C grade, so I really need to get three grades. Uh-huh. Do you think it's reasonable to try and get three grades in six months? Yeah, if you're focused on it. Are you going to be focused? I mean, are you going to have climbing sessions that last longer than 50 minutes? I mean, most of my climbing sessions last an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Is that still too short? That's pretty short. What is, should a climbing, what is, what is a good climbing session? I don't session? know. I mean, like, I feel like if you're doing less than five routes in a session, then it's probably not doing too much for you. No, we do about five. Five is the goal. Okay. But maybe I need to make it six or seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what your five routes are. Are you... I do, like, one... doing, like, a warm-up or two and then doing three things that are, like, close to your limit? Or are you, you know... So to, Are you, like, you know, today, plot, plotting your way through the warm-up? Yeah, today, today was only four climbs. It was a little bit shorter because I showed up a little bit later. But we did a 5-9... I did a, I did a five nine I did a five nine a ten a and a um, five a, a five nine a ten a a ten c and a ten d and now and like the I consider the five nine and the ten a warm up 
and the 10C a little bit of work, and the 10D a fair bit of work. Yeah. And by the time I got to the end of the 10D, my arms were pumpy. Right, but in the end, you just you did two two real climbs. Right. So that's where it's, uh, you know, maybe if you warmed up on some stuff that was really overhanging, then that would, you know, that would be able to count towards it. But for the most part, it's just, like, yeah. mostly on your feet. Is there overhang in Sunnyvale that's lead, uh, not leadable, that's top ropeable? Yeah, of course. What do you consider that? Is that the trophy? The sun wall. Has the sun wall? A bunch on it. Um, Which one's the sun wall again? To the right of the double wave. To the right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, usually, that's usually where I would tell people to train for the lead class if they wanted to train. Right. There's usually, like, some sort of 10 that goes up that wall. If you can do it, like, three times in a row, you're ready for the lead class. Three times in a row without stopping? Yeah. Yeah, I, when I took the lead class, definitely could not have done that. Yeah, you probably should have been a little bit better, more prepared. I definitely should have been more prepared. Yeah. I My lead class was taught by AO. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. That's a that's a, a thing. Um, okay, so trying to put more climbs in, trying to make each day count. Uh, is there a limit to how many days I can climb in a week, or can I keep going where I'm going now? I mean, that's up to you and paying attention to your, how your body feels. Like, um, you know, I train a little bit differently because I mostly am focused on my outside climbing. So, uh, and I don't really pay that much attention to how things go in the gym. Like, I don't project things in the gym too much. Right. So, uh, you know, now during this part of the season, I'm climbing outside, you know, one to two days, um, usually uh, towards the end of the week, like the weekend or like Thursday, Friday. And then I am... uh, Head and then in the gym, I'll just do like maybe two days. Got so it. It's like, you know, basically three to four days a week. With like two days outside and one, two days inside. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So like one in, two out, or sometimes two in, one out. Are you, I want to ask, are you doing any more of that? So you did all the 14ers in California. Yes. Are you doing any more, are you doing a lot of the hiking stuff, or what, do you do the same, you do them again, or do you look, what are you looking for? I mean, there's, like, hundreds and thousands of other mountains in California, so, like... So now you're going after the 13ers? No, uh, I'm not, I'm not particularly motivated by any, any one list, um, but just anything that sounds cool to do, um, you know, I did a bunch of mountains this summer, I don't, no, no 14ers, but... Bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff that I was really psyched on. Some stuff I had done before, but just really enjoyed. Anything worth a shout-out? Uh, I mean, I did the North Peak Kular, and then did the traverse over to uh, on the north ridge of Mount Kness. That was really awesome. Where's that? Uh, it's on the northeastern border of Yosemite, just north of uh, Tioga Pass. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was that was super rad. I hadn't done the North Peak Kular before. I love it, loved it. Went to go do it again later in the summer. Found it was like water ice most of the way up, and had to bail and climb North Peak by another route. Got it. So this is a winter thing, huh? That's a winter thing. No, the North Peak Kular. No, 
When you say water ice. Yeah. That means in the summer it was... Well, I mean, I climbed it in January. That's, no, no, sorry, July. That's considered winter. I mess up my J, J months. I'm, I'm pretty bad with that. Uh, I climbed it in July, beginning of July, and then it went back at the end of August, and it was water ice in August, but it was beautiful, fast Nev that I soloed in July. Got it. Yeah, I had toyed with the idea of just jetting to Yosemite for a day this week, the weekend. I may go on Sunday. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, just There's gotta be some snow out there. Just hang out, got the van, hang out there. Get some new work on the van. Can't wait to share that. Should definitely work on those pictures, but yeah. some amazing work on the van. She's beautiful. Yeah. You could go uh, go to jailhouse and rappel off the top of the cliff. Actually, so that was a thing that I, you know, this is a different aside, but that was the thing I was talking about with uh, with our previous guest, Bridget. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to make a couple of inspirational films for me. Uh-huh. Would you be open to being a subject for that? Uh, they don't do have a story. There's not a whole thing. It's more of just like a day in the life of, you know, climbing a jailhouse. I mean, if you want to. I mean, I've already. There's already a little movie thing that with me climbing a jailhouse. Oh, really? Where do I see that? Uh, it's on the Planet Granite blog, like the Planet Granite Vimeo account. Okay. You can find it. I will look for it. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if you want. <laughs> I don't know why it would be interesting, but I just so I, this is the thing. I don't know if anybody else. I'm not a great videographer. In fact, I'm a really crappy videographer. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about editing film. I I like stills. I'm not as much into um, motion, but I do get up in the morning and I do like look at YouTube to kind of get me started sometimes. And uh, I've watched the Dura Dura video the hard hard video from Chris Sharma probably about like 18 times in the morning uh-huh. I look for other good climbing films and everything is just like well here they are at the gym and here are these people and here are these athletes and nothing is about the uh, I, I feel like they're missing the beauty of the of the climbing like there's beauty there and maybe it's not beauty for everybody else and maybe nobody else gives a crap about it but for me there's something beautiful about getting up in the morning the, the you know the breath fogging the um, you know the the challenge of it, the 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 inspiration. There's there's inspiration that the people are missing. Okay. And you and you may not feel it because, or you may have it so internal to you that you just don't experience it. But I definitely think that there's something there for me at least. Um, and I don't want to. And I asked, you know, I asked Bridget, and she's like, "You need more of a story to make this actually matter." And I'm like, "It's not for other people. It's for me." I mean, I think if you produce the art that you want, then uh, you know, you just give people the opportunity to like it. And hey, man, everything's everything's so interconnected these days. You know, like if if there's a niche that you need to, if there's a need that you need to fill, someone else probably need, has to fill that same need. I just I get up in the morning, and sometimes at six in the at so my one of my climb partners we meet at six, so I need a little bit of extra help getting out of the bed, and get moving at five twenty in the morning sometimes, and uh, and having that would be nice. Yeah, whatever you want, man. Back to bringing the coffee back to the gym. People are starting to get used to that again, which is good. Cool. I'm, I mean, I think people get used to free coffee in the morning relatively easily. Uh, not You guys don't provide the free coffee, so I, I have to. I don't know how you turn that around, 
but uh, I'm going to ignore it. I feel like, you know, you guys could give free coffee in the gym. So because you're doing it, therefore it should be a, a thing that you can resent about us? I don't resent it. I don't drink coffee before I climb. You just... It's for the, for the people who work there. I'm done with this conversation. Okay. As you, as you are well aware... Before you even bring it up. I'm not actually talking about it. I just love doing it. Honestly, like, that's the truth. I well, actually, then why wouldn't you say that instead of making it about someone else? I was trying to make a joke that just wasn't funny, which is the story of my life. Yeah. I love making the coffee in the morning. It's my ritual. And I will actually, like, I will te- I texted people, like, I texted Tim this morning, like, I'm going to be 10 minutes late because I was in the process of making the coffee and I'm not going to not do it. It's Fair part enough. of my morning ritual. It's going to happen. Okay. I was only, like, seven minutes late, but. Fine. Um, last topic that I got, I'm working on some music. I'm going to do post-processing this year for this, sorry, not this year, this season, season two. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything else you would like to have added to season two? I don't know, man. I feel like maybe you, we need some like recurring segments. So there's a little bit more structure to this thing. What do you got? What's I don't know. Let's. How about our listeners just email in and let us know what kind of recurring segments they would like to hear? Yes, or you can reach either of us in person if you know how to reach us in person or text message. Uh, (laughs) My personal email address, which I'm giving out and I'm going to regret this later, is Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y, at Zachary, Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y-C dot com. On ZacharyC.com, you can also find a blog post about Battle for Bolts. That I wrote about. I think I posted a picture of Evan. I'm not sure if I told him I did that. I don't believe that you did. I'm pretty sure I texted you a link to the thing. Did you look at it? No, I did not. So then it's your fault. Uh, For not looking at it. If you didn't want the picture up there, you could have rejected it. I don't know if it works that way. I feel like it does. But uh, I will accept responsibility in this case. Yeah, yeah. I also posted a nice time lapse. Uh, I actually really need a fisheye for my for my camera. I didn't realize I did, but I will. I'll get one for my phone. Um, that's what I got. I can't wait for our next one of these. We're going to try and do one sometime in January, hopefully. Maybe aim for like one a month, and maybe we'll get through a, you know, a season in a, in a year and a half. I feel like I have more free time than you. You know, like you're like, hey, can we do one this week? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you did pretty good. I was like, when do you want to pod? And he was like, I can go tonight or I can go... Saturday, and I was like, all right, let's go tonight. Let's get this over with. Yeah, see? I'm easy. You you, you definitely are. Um, I don't know what I am, so I'm going to assume that I'm 220 pounds. Okay. Are we, is this the thing that we're going to still do? Yeah, we're still doing This is This is the call. You know, you say the thing, and I say rock dogs for life, and then we're done. I mean, I feel like if with season two, we could have new things. What do you, how do you want to end? We could retire these things. How do you want to end? You want to come up with another way to end? I mean, I, w- I would love to hear, like, what is what is your current percentage of owning 511B? Like, let's let's start with that instead of weight. Yeah, just, like, what's what percentage are you at in the, in, in the process? And this doesn't have to be real. Just how do you feel? Where do you feel you're at? I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, my, 11, my 11A attempt yesterday puts me, like, you know, at, like, 30%. Which 30%? Is, which is, like, ridiculously high. Yeah, I feel like if I got in a 511B right now, I wouldn't cry. Fair enough. Which I feel is, like, 30%. I that's think it'll be a lot. That, I mean, that's a good starting point. I think I think if I got to, you know, if I get to... And, I, and, and I've looked at 11Bs, and I'm like, maybe they're doable. All right. 
Is there anything you would like to know my percentage on? And we can add our percentages together. Okay, so I'm 30%. Your per- your percentage of... Um, God, I, the the first thing that pops into mind is not good. It's like your percentage of willingness to watch a climbing movie with me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't really help. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to retain relevance. Your percentage. This is going to be. This is going to be really funny because this is not going to be very helpful. Okay. But your percentage of willingness to climb a big wall with me in the next six months. In the next six months. Yes. Oh my God, dude, you are pushing well, it. Well, the next six two percent, two percent. I am two percent willing to climb a big wall with you in the next six months. Great. So there's a lot of stuff to go before I'm even like getting into double digits on that percentage. Is getting to 11 B's part of it? <laughs> no, not at all. As I have attempted to explain to you many times, big wall climbing involves very little free climbing. Well, at least that's funny. What are you doing on Monday? You want to take a day off? I am working on Monday. Are you climbing on Christmas? Yes. Where? Jailhouse. Damn it. Trying to send the project, man. All right, well, when you send the project, we're going to go do something that I can climb. Sure. I, mean, I don't have to wait until I send the project, but uh, if you ask me, like, four days ahead of time, I've probably made plans to go climb. Okay. <laughs> uh, Try asking me three weeks ahead so, of time. So the, the, we're ending this? Yep. 32% of confidence? 32% awesome. 32% awesome out of a full 200%, right? Yep. That's the, the, we are... <laughs> I mean, hey... How do you want to end it? Go. I don't know. Come up with something funny. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. Thirty-two <laughs> percent of thirty-two of two hundred percent awesomeness. Ready to go. Ready to make this shit happen. Evan, this was a blast. Can't wait for the next one. Hopefully, we have theme music when I put this out there. Dare to put a percentage on it. Dare to put a percentage on it. Deliver some awesome. You know who I really want as a guest? By the way, also, people, feel free to write in, but you know who I really want as a guest? I would love to know who you really want as a guest. Tim. That would be really interesting. I mean, Tim is more interesting than most of your suggestions as guests. Like, you know, people that don't climb and don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so this is a call-out. Tim, if you hear this, please get back to us and say you're willing to be our guest. I don't know if Tim would make it this far. (laughs) He definitely... I don't think he would even listen to the first two minutes. 32% awesome. Hot Jack's life.